we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core. Glad to be with you today. My name is Walker Wildman. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Once again, good to be with you today on the airwaves here on American Family Radio. Our website is AFR.net. You can get the live uh, audio stream there. You can also listen to the podcast there as well. And, of course, you can download the AFR app at your convenience. It's free. No gimmicks, no tricks. It's free. You can download the app from your app store and uh, stream American Family Radio uh, wherever you are, uh, whenever you would like. You can also go back and listen to past shows. Hey, our scripture for the week is out of the book of Psalm, chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, uh, but the wicked will perish. So the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the wicked uh, will perish. So there will be a final separation of uh, the righteous and the unrighteous. Um, Jumping into the uh, show today, we have a special guest coming on next segment. We have Pastor Corey Brooks out of Chicago. He's going to come on the show um, next segment, so we look forward to that. Also, uh, we're going to take your calls last segment. We're going to take your calls last segment of today's show, so you'll want to stay tuned for that as well. Um, The news of the week, you know, I came across this article. We're going to... We're going to bounce all over the place today, but I came across this article uh, in, uh, it's an Associated Press article, but uh, Breitbart.com published it. And the topic is evictions. Uh, The topic is evictions from um, uh, rental properties. And uh, here's the headline, evictions on the rise months after federal moratorium ends. And the Associated Press, uh, they, they lead with this heart-tugging story, uh, truly, and I'm not being sarcastic, a heart-tugging story about a, 51, a 51-year-old by the name of Freddie Davis who lost his trucking job last year and uh, can't afford rent, so he was evicted. And uh, anyway, you, you go through this article – and I mean, it's all negative. Everything's negative, right? Um, that's that. Welcome, welcome to media in 2021. Everything's negative. Um, and you know the, the 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 twist here, or the the agenda here, rather. There's always an agenda. All right, we need to remember that when we're reading media outlets, there's always an agenda. So just be on the lookout for it. The agenda here is that the left wants what they call. Universal housing. They, 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 they use that universal for like everything. Universal health care, universal child education, universal housing. Um, what they're talking about is uh, the Democrats and the left wing in our country, they want to turn our, our country into a socialist utopia where everybody gets the same house and all these cookie, cookie cutter 
you can get your little block, your little apartment. The government will give it to you. Uh, you can stay there for free, right? For free. Uh, we know that's not true. Uh, but that's that's where they go with all these stories. I mean, that's they're, they're just tugging at people's hearts going, yeah, yeah, let's have government-run housing. Well, first off, we already have that. All right, we already have plenty of government-run housing, and that really doesn't ever go very well, by the way. Um, uh, the government-run housing is just terrible for cities. Um, it's just terrible for cities. And you say, well, Walker, what's the alternative? Well, the other alternative is what is mentioned in passing in this Associated Press article, but isn't really focused on like it should be. And the focus here that I want to bring our attention to in this article is that Freddie Davis, who supposedly um, was evicted because he wasn't paying his rent, all right, um, he is being uh, provided housing at a hotel by a nonprofit group. All right. We talked about this a couple of days ago about how these nonprofit groups, the vast majority of them faith-based nonprofit groups, providing humanitarian relief for people around the country and around the world. And so the Associated Press, they just gloss right over this. They just move right past it. They only mention it in like one sentence. And this is like a four-page article. Um, but th- to me, that is the focus, all right? There, there genuinely are people who are in tough situations for whatever reason. In Freddie Davis's case, he has uh, some serious health issues that are preventing him from working, all right? So he's on disability, but he says that that's not enough to pay for his housing, all right? So this nonprofit steps in, and guess what they're doing? They're helping Freddie Davis. They're helping him, free of charge, paying for him to stay uh, somewhere to have a roof over his head. So that's to me, that's a good thing, all right? Um, but we need we need less government and more private entities coming in uh, to help people. That is the answer, to help people get on their feet to where they can get back to where they can provide their own housing um, and provide their own income uh, to cover all the necessities. Uh, but that's that's the thing that we need to focus on is that there are nonprofits around the country that are here to help people uh, that are in need. And we don't need to always revert to, um, always prefer, hey, let's let the government get more involved. Let's do, you know, more government-run housing. Uh, or let's just let's just remove the the eviction moratorium to where you've got people uh, squatting in houses and rental properties all across the country, and the landlords have no recourse. I mean, imagine being um, in in the shoes of the landlord. It's a terrible place to be in, um, and that's what the you know landlords that everybody the media they just demonize landlords like landlords or some like the Grinch or something. <laughs> landlords are just like you and me. They're Americans, they're workers, they built up rental properties and assets, and good for them. Uh, But if they're not being paid for the services that they're providing, or in this case, the property that they're offering up, if they're not being paid for that, compensated, then you just can't expect landlords to, I don't know what they do if they don't get income as well, because they have bills to pay as well. So um, the, the, the whole argument against uh, the moratorium, the eviction moratorium, it just doesn't hold up. It just does not hold up. And it's delaying the inevitable is what it was doing, that uh, CDC eviction moratorium, which how does the CDC even have the authority to uh, publish an eviction moratorium? I don't even know. The Supreme Court said they have no jurisdiction 
publishing uh, an eviction moratorium. But that's neither here nor there. Um, another story I wanted to mention real quick before we move on to some clips is that Joe Biden, the president's Build Back Better bill, is is it's done for at least for this year. It's absolutely done for. Uh, there's they would have to they would have to um, uh, pass this bill by the 28th, I believe, of December, and I just don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so even the president is admitting that his Build Back Better socialist spending bill is it's dead for the year. It's just not going to pass for the year. Maybe next year, maybe. Um, but it's not going to pass for this year. And to that, I say uh, that is a good thing. We do, The last thing America needs right now is another three to five trillion bucks being printed at the Treasury Department. That is the last thing that America needs with inflation out the wazoo. The last thing we need is cut the printing press on once again at the Treasury Department to pump out another three to five trillion bucks that we don't have. That's the last thing you need to do uh, for an economy that is suffering from inflation. Uh, I want to play this clip of Dr. Scott Atlas. You know, the uh, the media came out about two weeks ago, and they were flashing the Omicron variant headline, and and boy did it take off. You know, they it's like it's like they all have me- Monday morning meetings where they plan what uh, stories they're going to run across the board, across the country. Every media outlet's running this Omicron story out of South Africa, and and how do we know that that Omicron variant originated in South Africa, we really don't know, okay? And they'll admit that. They will admit, the CDC, the FDA, all these scientists, they will admit that we really don't know uh, whether it originated in South Africa or whether it was already in Europe or the U.S. or California. I've read all kind of reports. I've read all kind of reports about how this thing was in California like a month before it was in South Africa. Uh, But, boy, did South Africa really get the, the bad end of that deal. Uh, they were banning flights into South Africa. Nobody's going to South Africa. Well, Omicron's already out. Omicron's already in Europe and all these other places, but we're going to ban flights into South Africa. Doesn't make sense at all, but I digress. Moving on. This is Dr. Scott Atlas, uh, who used to work for the Trump administration as a senior advisor. He's saying that, look, it shouldn't be a surprise that we have new variants. It really should not be a surprise. Clip three. Let's listen. Thanks for having me. And I think you're pointing out what I saw when I was in the White House and sitting in on the task force. There's a lack of critical thinking. Mm. There's a difference between cases and cases with severe disease or death. Like you said, and in South Africa, they've had this uh, for almost four weeks now. The cases are mild. There's no deaths there. And so we have to think about this. Why would the cases be mild? A, it could be that the variant is mild. B, it could be that the expected protection from natural immunity is there for this and therefore no severe disease and no significant deaths. Mm -hmm. Or it could be the vaccine itself has significant protection against severe disease and death. This is what the data shows, by the way. So, you know, there's no reason to change policy right now or to panic. And there's another reason not to. It's not just that we don't know. It's that one thing we do know is there will be more variants. Right. This is what happens. This is medical student immunology first year. When you're coming out of a viral pandemic, the virus mutates, there are more variants, and typically, and as we expect with this, the variants are less lethal. So isn't that... Someone just, in just, public health leadership at some point should set the Americans straight on what to expect. This is expected that there are variants, right, and yeah. it's expected that they are less lethal. 
So and let's see what happens there. We don't have all the data, but this kind of, like you said, are we going to get a booster every month, every three months, <laughs> ad infinitum, yeah. forever? Well, the answer to that is yes. They're already saying we're going to get a booster about every three months, and that's if it lasts three months. Who really knows how long it lasts? Why don't we know? Because they fudged up the data. They messed up the data. They they put their hand in the cookie jar and jumbled it all up and broke a bunch of cookies in half when it comes to the data. I mean, I covered the clinical trials back about two months ago, uh, the clinical trials where they were eliminating the placebo group. Yes, the control group. They eliminated the control group intentionally. So all the clinical trials have been basically destroyed by the major pharmaceutical companies. So the only really true control groups and, and clinical trials you have going on right now are run by universities and private entities that aren't really tied tight in with big pharma. So they messed up all the clinical trials. Big pharma did. Um, I covered those stories where they were calling the placebo group, telling them to get the shot. Yes. That's like the big, a big no, no in, in these clinical trials is exposing and telling the placebo group that, Hey, by the way, you didn't get the real shot. So you should go get it now. Uh, even though we're not done with the clinical trials. So they destroyed the clinical trials. So we really don't have good information on these shots. Uh, at least we don't have good information as to how effective they are. The CDC says, yeah, sure, if you if you get the shot, absolutely you can still get COVID, and you can still spread COVID. But then they go on and say, well, it prevents severe illness and hospitalization. Okay, well, how do you know that? How are you tracking that? Where are the studies that show that? Where are the studies that show that? Where is the data uh, that shows that? And Dr. Scott Atlas is saying, especially with this supposed new variant, which I don't know who to believe now, with this new variant that supposedly came, it was, quote, created or released a couple weeks ago. The White House is running around changing a bunch of policies on a variant that just came out two, three weeks ago that we haven't even studied yet. Like, we don't know anything about this, right? Because we haven't had time to study it and do due diligence. But they're running around changing policy, changing what it means to be vaxxed, changing mask policies, changing all this stuff, creating new shots, when we haven't even had time to study and do our homework on what's going on. AFA at the core, we'll be back in just a few minutes. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. The city lies four square, its length, width, and height all equal, 1,380 miles for each dimension. The city's wall is 216 feet high, 12 gates around the city, with each gate made of a single pearl. Streets of gold so pure, they're translucent. No need for a sun, God's glory lights the city. No tears, no pain. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. We live in a fallen world. Within socioeconomic classes, races, sexes, or ethnicities, there are individuals who are, unfortunately, at a disadvantage compared to others. In God's eyes, though, we are all created equal. It's every parent's responsibility to teach their children about the importance of exhibiting God's heart for equality by standing up for others. David writes in the Psalms, I know that the Lord secures justice for the poor and upholds the cause of the needy. Seek out local ministries and organizations devoted to serving the underprivileged, the marginalized, and the disadvantaged in your community, and commit to regularly serving alongside your daughter. Together, you can show her how to change the world to be a more welcoming, equal, and love-filled place. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Here's a great thing to consider doing right now before the end of the year. Call MediShare and find out just how much you would save by switching to MediShare, the affordable alternative to health insurance. When you call, you'll get some good news and probably be very happily surprised, too. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. It's so worth it to at least find out. And you'll see why more than 400,000 people are already members. MediShare is a Christian community that's shared more than $4 billion in each other's healthcare costs. It really is remarkable, and they're very easy to talk to. And here's the thing. If you join before the end of the year, they'll waive your new member fee. That's another $170 you'll save. I'll give you the number here in a second. The call, and you'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is December 31st, so call now. You'll save even more. Call 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us today on the show. Hey, jumping right to our special guest that we have on today, we have Pastor Corey Brooks out of Chicago on the line with us to talk about one of the latest projects he's been working on and he's going to be working on for the next, I don't know, about 73 days, if my math is correct. Uh, Pastor Corey Brooks, uh, welcome to AFA at the Core. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. I greatly appreciate it. Yes, sir. So, so I, I've been I've been reading a little bit about your ministry, and you're doing these uh, rooftop revelations in Chicago for a hundred days, uh, and, and you've partnered with Fox News uh, to uh, publish these daily videos where you're giving reports uh, on your project that you're working on in Chicago. Tell our listeners about the ministry that you founded in 2011, why you founded it, and what you guys what's your primary purpose. Well, yeah, Project Hood, H-O-O-D, Helping Others Attain Destiny, is an outreach missions arm of our church, New Beginnings Church of Chicago. We formed it to bring attention and awareness to the violence that we experience every single day in Chicago, but more so to provide positive solutions, spiritual solutions, uh, to change things around. So it was out of that experience of the violence uh, that Project Hood was created. Let me let me ask you this. Um... I don't. Uh, I think I've been to Chicago a couple times, but I'm not obviously not from that area. So, but you are. You live in Chicago. Um, tell our listeners what it's like because you live where you're working uh, with your project hood and your church there 
is obviously a pretty rough part of town from hearing some of your uh, testimony. What's that like? I mean, for people who don't live there, what's it like to live in Chicago? Well, you know, it's the tale of two cities, Chicago, uh, from one perspective, in, in some parts of the uh, area, it's a very beautiful city. It's got Lakeshore Drive, the downtown buildings, magnificent mile. However, the other tale is that um, there are pockets uh, on the south side and west side specifically uh, that are highly uh, volatile, that are really violent, that have a lot of crime. And because of that, it, it, it makes uh, Chicago as a whole uh, look like a city that there that people would not want to visit. So we're trying to change that that narrative. We're trying to change um, that look uh, so that everyone loves and appreciates our city. But right now, that's really tough with the violence that's going on and with the people that we're having to deal with. Hmm. What's this? Uh, you're, you're working to build a community center. is is one of the projects that you're working on. Uh, tell us a little about that. A little bit about that community center. What purpose it would serve? About how big you think it would be? And when you expect you'll be able to break ground on that? Yeah, so we're talking about a, a community center that's ninety thousand square feet. It's not your traditional community center. It's a, a center that's designed to to address all the social issues and concerns that we are faced with on the south side of Chicago as it relates to the family. Uh, so everything about our center is is designed uh, for the family to help us combat the issues of violence and poverty. Um, we believe that this center is a linchpin uh, to transforming our neighborhood when it helps us to provide uh, the carpentry classes, the entrepreneurial classes, the mm. culinary arts classes, the trauma counseling, the violence prevention, along with the theater and sports academy. All of those things are necessary uh, for our neighborhood. We, we have a neighborhood that is um, basically a desert uh, of resources that are needed uh, for the lives of people. So this community center will definitely, this 90,000-foot community center uh, will definitely help us change all of that. You know, Pastor Brooks, the um, the video you put out this morning um, said, quote, I tell people all the time that government can make laws, but they can't change hearts. It is God and people that work on the hearts. That's what you said in one of your vi- recent videos within the last day. You know, that's so true, Pastor Brooks, because— you know, uh, oftentimes we, we look to government or we look to politicians uh, to to fix things, like like they have the magic wand to fix things. But to your point, what's going on in Chicago, and this is not limited to Chicago, okay? So the, the breakdown of the home, the breakdown of, the, uh, of God's design for family, a mom and a dad providing that foundation, that stability uh, for, for children and for teenagers and young adults, um, that that's one of the key drivers here. So is that is that same thing that we see, whether we're here in Mississippi or all across the country, the breakdown of the family, is that one of the drivers there in Chicago? Oh, absolutely. Right where we are, 80% of the households are single-parent households. That means we have a lot of young men and women uh, who are growing up with absentee fathers, fathers not mm-hmm. being in the house for whatever reasons. And when you have that type of dynamic in a community, <laughs> you're going to have young people with all various kinds of issues. I heard a statement yesterday that kind of shook me, and I was like, man, that's really true. Um, This guy said to me, you know, Pastor, one of the things about it is, for some of these young girls, is that uh, the first man that these young girls should fall in love with, it should be their fathers. Mm. And they're not there. And I thought, all of these young women who are growing up without fathers, without the love of a father, how emotionally unstable that must be. 
No wonder we have so many issues that repeat themselves. So it's very important that we have young, that we have um, mentors, as far as we're concerned, to come alongside and assist these families because these families are having a lot to them to contend with already with having just one parent. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. Hey, Pastor Brooks, let me uh, let me pray for you and your ministry um, before before I let you go. So the name of your church Thank is you. New Beginnings Church in Chicago. Is that right? Correct. All right, and your your ministry here is helping others obtain destinyhood. Let me pray for you, Pastor Brooks. Heavenly Thank Father, uh, we come before you. We lift up uh, the pastor here. We lift up his ministry. All the people that that work with the pastor at his church and his ministry, Lord. I know there are so many people behind the scenes. Uh, God, we pray for your favor over the ministry here. We pray that your name, the name of Jesus Christ, will be glorified, will be lifted up, that your word will be exalted, Lord, um, and that you will change hearts and minds through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, and that you'll use, you'll, you'll use your people um, here in Chicago, your church, uh, to uh, to restore lives, Lord, and to provide mm-hmm. hope and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Pastor Brooks, God bless Man, you. Thank hey. you, guys. I really appreciate it. Please keep us in your prayers. Absolutely. Hey, we want to have you on maybe in a month to give us an update. So we'll come back with you, Pastor Brooks, and uh, appreciate what you're doing there. I'd be glad to do that. People can go to projecthood.org for more information. All right, projecthood.org, and we'll post that link on the podcast page as well at AFR.net. If you go to my podcast page at AFR.net, we'll link to Pastor Brooks' website, projecthood.org. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, see, that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's encouraging. That is a that is a Christian ministry. That's a church in Chicago providing solutions. That is that is not the mayor. That's not some congressman or senator. That is the Church of Jesus Christ providing solutions uh, there in Chicago. So that was Pastor Corey Brooks. Um, from Chicago, Illinois. And that's proof of what you just talked about in the first segment. Yeah. It's faith, faith-based faith organizations, and they can uplift the people. They can make a difference in their community. That's right. You just need the government just needs to get out of the way and let the body of Christ step in and and do the work because, uh, you know, you see what Eight Days of Hope is doing in, um, in uh, Kentucky right now and what they've done for the past 10-plus years under the direction of Steve Tiber. You know, the, gov- uh, the, the, the these private entities are like 100 times more efficient than the government. You bring in FEMA, you know, you got to fill out applications and you got to uh, do paperwork and you got to apply and you've got to do all this stuff. And then it's a and it's a holding period and all this. And then you got to, you know, get the lowest bidder. And it's all this mumbo jumbo. Eight Days of Hope drives in. They've got carpenters. They've got cooks. Uh, they've got people who know how to do laundry. They got people who know how to do drywall, um, and they get this done, this stuff done so fast. And it's all with no strings attached. It's all with no strings attached, and uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is shared. So that's one of the uh, most important things. Hey, I want to give out the number before we continue on this segment, so we can go and get the li- uh, the phone lines um, lined up. Pun intended. There, go ahead and get the phones line filled up. Here's the number to call in to the show, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Go ahead and call in to the show, and we can discuss uh, anything we've discussed on the show today. We can talk about any of the topics uh, that we've discussed on AFA at the court today. If you want to call in, comment, ask a question, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. 
Jumping back into the news of the day, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis continues to impress in the state of Florida, and he just proposed that he would like to allocate, he would like the legislature rather, to allocate for 2022 $8 million in his Freedom First budget to send illegal aliens that are dropped in Florida, send them to Delaware and Martha's Vineyard. So if you don't know the context here, you don't know the background, or well, President Biden, and this is not new to President Biden, so let me be clear about that. This happened under the Trump administration. Oh, yes, it did. And it happened under Biden and previous presidents. And that is uh, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, or Customs and Border Patrol, CBP, uh, they fly... They apprehend illegal immigrants at the southern border. I mean, this this is just shows how how backwards our immigration system is. Uh, they apprehend our government, the federal government, apprehends illegal immigrants at the southern border and other borders as well, the northern border, and they fly them across the country and drop them off in cities across the country. Yes, you heard me right. That happens. And we talk about it. And if somebody just were to say, you know, that's how it happens, Walker, I would go, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. They've been doing that for a long time. But we act so nonchalant about it. We act so nonchalant because we're so used to it. We've been accustomed to it. But um, that's not good. That's not normal for our own government to fly illegal people into the mainland, deeper into the mainland, and drop them off never to be seen again. That's just not a good thing. There's nothing good about that. Well, they've been doing that in Florida. Uh, They've been doing that in Florida, often without even notifying the state government officials. So they're not notifying the governor's office. They're not. Sometimes they're not even notifying, like the mayor of a city, and they're dropping them off in a city. Jacksonville, Florida, is one of the cities that has been dealing with this. So Governor DeSantis says that he just wants to. (laughs) send the illegal aliens that are dropped off by the feds, send them to Delaware, where President Biden is from, and also send them to Martha's uh, Vineyard, one of the two places DeSantis said he wants to do. He said, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis is quoted as saying, if you send them to Delaware or Martha's Vineyard, that border would be secure the next day, Uh, which is probably true. Or send them over to Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood in San Francisco or send them over to Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood in Florida. Yes, Nancy Pelosi just spent millions on a beach house in Florida. Oh man, this is ironic. So they mess up their home state. They run California into the ground and then they want to retire in Florida. Like we should have laws against that. No, if you mess up a certain city, you got to stay there and fix it and before you move. Uh Nancy Pelosi and her fellow Democrats ran California into the ground. Now she's wanting to retire in Florida. Uh, you cannot make this up. You could not write a Onion or Babylon Bee article uh, with these headlines. Um, just couldn't do it. Another story I wanted to mention, speaking of California, this is from Fox Business. California utility faces $550 million in penalties Uh, over five wildfires. So this goes back to 2017-2018. And the uh, utility company, Southern California Edison, 
So here's, a, here's, here's the article. California's regulators, which we know they have many there, approved a settlement Thursday placing more than half a billion dollars in fines and penalties on the utility Southern California Edison for its role in five wildfires in 2017 and 2018. Uh, the penalties related to the fires, and it names out the fires, uh, are as a result of equipment uh, sparked, equipment that put off sparks that then started the fire. Okay, so you go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the utility companies, I mean, they're responsible, aren't they? Well, partially, here's the problem, all right? Here is, is this is the main problem, all right? Before we start, once again, here we go. Let's demonize the people who keep our lights on, all right? I mean, this is how, this is how the left thinks in America. Let's demonize the people that keep this country running, and uh, that's going to work out well. No, it doesn't work out well. So... All the heat's on these utility companies, but here's the main problem. Forest mismanagement. That is the problem, all right? Forest mismanagement. No, 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 not forest management. Forest mismanagement. The lack of proper management of forest in California. That is the problem. You know, other states don't have this issue. Most other states, let me let me caveat that. I don't need to be like Fauci. Um, most other states don't have this issue. Uh, a select few do have wildfire issues, um, but the vast majority of states across the country don't have this issue. And one of the main reasons is most other states properly maintain their hardwoods, their uh, pines, their forests. They properly trim, cut, clean their forests so that when a fire starts, you don't have all this dry underbrush that is like pouring gasoline on the fire. So California government has been tying the hands of forest management companies and their forest management arm of their government to where they're not properly maintaining their lands. Well, what's happening? They're creating a perfect environment for a disastrous disastrous wildfire. And so instead of taking responsibility for their terrible management of their forest, no, 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 let's blame the utility company. Let's blame the company that's keeping our lights on. Let's, blaming the, let's blame the company that is providing power to all of our firehouses. Let's just blame the utility company. How easy is that? AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. We'll take your calls after the break. Hannah's Heart, a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, but this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. 
AFA Action. Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsusubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at AFA.net slash connect. Hi, I'm David, and this month's By Design Challenge is called the Christmas Wristband Challenge, and we're asking for the entire family to participate. Scripture tells us that we're to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and through this month's challenge, not only do we want the married couples involved, but the kids too. That's why we're encouraging couples to purchase the AFA Keep Christ in Christmas Wristband, then go out and bless someone with it. It's easy to purchase. Simply go to resources.afa.net. Make sure to let us know that you participated by taking a picture of yourself wearing your wristband. Then share the picture on our By Design Facebook page with the hashtag Jesus Wristband. Go to afa.net forward slash by design. That's afa.net forward slash by design to be encouraged and reminded that our marriage is God's marriage and it's worth fighting for. One man, one woman, for life. This is Life Issues with Brad Mattis, president of Life Issues Institute. Two former clerks for Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito paid close attention to the oral arguments on the Dobbs late-term abortion case, and they're convinced Roe v. Wade will be overturned. One of them is Sharif Jurgis, a professor at Notre Dame University. The other is Megan Wold, an attorney practicing appellate and constitutional law. They believe the justices signaled that Roe was wrongly decided and has been undermined by science and medicine that's a half century old. Their assessment is Roe will be substantially weakened or more likely overruled. Either is a huge victory. I agree with their conclusions, but a mindful Satan will be working overtime to keep his deadly tool of abortion. Therefore, we must continually pray for a compassionate outcome. Visit lifeissues.org to join our prayer effort. Follow us on Twitter at Life Issues USA and stay informed, more informed than you've ever been. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio. My name is Walker Wildman. Glad to have you with us today. Hey, don't forget to check out our live stream. We're live video streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So if you want to keep up with the show, AFA at the Core, you can go to our Facebook or YouTube uh, page and uh, watch live there and then course we have our afa streaming platform up now it's launched you can go there and create a free account watch afa at the core once we upload the show each day and then heading into next year the first thing we're going to focus on um, after the new year is building out our live streaming option so we're going to work on that after the new year but right now you can watch uploaded content on our streaming platform each day at your own convenience uh, if you want to call in to the show, we're going to take calls this segment. You can call in to 888-589-8840, 888 We'll uh, jump to Nancy, I'm assuming on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Nancy, welcome to the court. Mm-hmm. Hi there. Mm-hmm. What's on your mind? Well, I thought I heard your, somebody earlier talking about uh, the shots uh, and whatnot, and I'm just wondering... 
is there soon to be any kind of an end to getting these boosters? Or like someone mentioned, will it be coming up every couple of months? Well, very good question, Nancy. Uh, very good question. And I'll let you go and listen. Um, you know, the answer to that is we just don't know. Uh, that's the, that's the, that's one side of it. But at the same time, you know, Nancy, if we look at, at where this is, where we've come from here, you know, we can't forget what's happened in the past because, um, we can learn a lot from history, even recent, uh, history events. And, um, it's clear when you listen to the quote unquote leaders, meaning all the scientists and the experts that are apparently making all the rules, uh, they say that boosters are here. Boosters are here. I mean, I listened to a clip from Biden earlier. He said, go ahead and get your booster. You know, if you've got your booster, you'll be great, so they say. Um, so, yeah, boosters are here to stay. And, you know, I think I think if we get by with one a year, we'll be lucky. <laughs> I, I think we'll be fortunate if, if they just uh, require one a year. Uh, because all the studies are saying that these things run maybe three to six months at best, then they wane. And that's, once again, that's assuming they work to begin with, which is still up for debate. Um, uh, but that's, you do the math on that, you're talking getting a booster every three to six months. Uh, that's that's sometimes, that's more than people go to the doctor. I mean, some people don't even go to the doctor once a year. But you want them to go and get a booster every three months? Um, good luck keeping people uh, uh doing that and see that's that's where the whole definition definition of vaccinated comes from they're going to change that they're going to change that to where if you haven't had your your shot in the last three to six months well you're unvaccinated all right you could have had 20 shots before but if you haven't had one in the last three to six months well you're unvaccinated and you can't come in to eat here you know i watched a video earlier of people being handcuffed and taken out of a restaurant in new york city trying to eat dinner well, the, the waiter or the manager comes up and says, hey, can I see your vaccine passport? And they go, we don't have one. We just want to eat dinner. No, no, no. You got to have a vaccine passport. They call the cops in because they just wanted to eat dinner and they handcuffed them and escorted them out. Talk about insanity. But there you have it. That's New York City. That's not that's not uh, France. That's not Australia. No, that's New York City. You can't have dinner unless you got your shot, uh, your shot sheet that you can carry in and a flash to the server that you got your shot. So who knows where this is going to end, but you know, the, these um, these tyrants typically don't let up until you force them to let up. What do I mean by that? You just don't do what they tell you to do. That's really how we're going to end this insanity. We just stop participating in their game to where they're looking around and they're the only ones doing the crazy stuff. They're the only ones participating in their sick, wicked, crazy game. That's the way we're going to end it. Uh, moving on to uh, Texas, to Essence. Welcome to the core. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Um, I was going to thanks. I was going to say uh, the Wu flu was developed from a flu strain with parasites. That's why ivermectin and hydrochloroquine can cure it. I went to school for all this. Boosters are designed to keep retarding your natural ability to fight diseases and the masks that are forced moisture around your mouth and nose so parasites can grow. Fresh air is needed to help blood and organs. Breathing out your nose kills the virus that is caught in cilia or the hair in your nose. It's the carbon dioxide that kills it. 
God designed us this way to fight diseases. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Hey, Essence, before you hang up, uh, can you email me some of the information that, um, no, Essence just hung up. All right, well, that was a good conversation, Essence. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Essence, if you want to email me some of your supplemental information, I'll be glad to take a look at it. Um, you can email thecore at afa.net, thecore at afa.net, thecore at afa.net. If you want to email me over some of your studies, some of your supplemental information, um, I'll be glad to take a look at it. You know, people uh, people hear uh, ideas like that or theories like, like what Essence just shared, and they go, wow, that's crazy. There's no way that's possible. Well, you know, I didn't think it would be possible that China would let this thing out of the lab two years ago, but here we are. Um, and sure did they let this out of the lab. I read a report the other day that said what we've all known, again, um, that all the evidence is pointing to this Wuhan lab. All of the evidence is pointing to this Wuhan lab. And boy, have we forgotten that China is responsible for this nonsense. China, the Chinese Communist Party, they are responsible for everything our country's been going through the past two years. Why? Because they decided it was a good idea to meddle around with bats in a lab in Wuhan, and then Fauci thought it would be great if we fund that. And then one of their doctors, supposedly, got infected, and then he went out and spread it to Wuhan and the rest of the world. That's the working theory. Or they let it out intentionally. Who knows? We really won't ever know, because China loves to cover things up, and they love to propagate and lie. Um, but China is responsible for this nonsense and this virus that's spreading across the country and around the world. Um, and, and will they ever be held responsible? You know, we're, we're, people are back to normal business as usual. You know, let's do trade deals with China. Let's, let's order products from China. You know, let's just, uh, Biden's having his calls with China as if uh, everything's normal. Wait, they, they let this thing out of the, out of the lab. And now all the world is dealing with COVID-19. So how about we go back to talking about that and figuring out a way that we can punish uh, China for that. We'll go to Kentucky and talk to Frank. Hey, Frank, welcome to the core. Hi, Walker. Walker, uh, um, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, I wish wish everybody that's listening Merry Christmas. So uh, and I want to I want to tell them that Jesus Christ loves you, mm. loves you all. I I constantly tell try to tell people to try to encourage them. Mm. Anyway, um, I had a question and I, I had a question as well, uh, and a comment. The comment is when your program is on, there's a commercial after you have a break. Uh, there's a commercial comes on during the break. It's about um, young girls uh, for ministry, and I can't ever, I try to, I, I don't have a computer, I don't know how to, I just don't know how to use a computer. Yeah, you got a question, I mean, Frank? You got a question? Yeah, my question, my question is, are you, are you aware of that commercial? Because I tried to call the library and get it on the website, and they can't find it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Can you give me a little more details? We got a lot of lot of lot of uh, spots that air on the network. Well, it's uh, it's, it's teaching young girls to uh, be godly. 
that's about the best I can do. It's on every day. And I, yeah, I believe I it's raising raising godly girls, Walker. Yeah, that, that, and it's yeah. it's Patty Garibaldi's uh, American Heritage Girls. Okay, website. right. That's why we got Bobby on the show, Frank. Oh, yeah, really. <laughs> there you go, Frank. I was, Glad- get, I, I, I was trying to get a phone number. And I can't, um, they don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Frank, Frank, here's what we'll do for you, brother. All right. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. And then uh, Pat, our call screener, will be glad to help you out. Uh, we'll do that. I'm going to try to put you on hold, Frank, without messing things up. Because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, this uh, call screening software sometimes uh, gives me trouble here. Let's, uh, I'm going to let Bobby put you on hold. How about that? All right, Marty, put him on hold. We're good. Everybody's good. All right. I didn't want to drop Frank because uh, press the wrong button over here. I'll drop Frank. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, the great state of Arkansas, not too far from here. And uh, uh, Chance, am I right? Chance, is your name? Uh, do I got your name right? Yes, sir. Hey, Chance, what's on your mind, brother? Well, I was listening to your uh, your comments about California and the, and the fires out there. And I'm a retired uh, firefighter and also a fire jumper. Um, I was one of the guys that, that jumped out of the plane. Um, perfectly good airplane over burning uh burning woods and you're absolutely right those out there it's very very simple to uh, to stop that now fires will happen of course they will but i lost lives out there i lost buddies out mm. there um because of my personal opinion the state was trying to save a few dollars instead of going in and cleaning stuff up and a lot of people don't realize that these uh there's lives it, i mean we put our lives on the line whenever we go in and we try to stop this stuff and get to people's houses mm. and um it's i mean a lot of people don't they, they they forget about that yeah so so in your experience chance um are they just not from i'm i'm, I'm going off of reporting that i'm reading about what's going on in california but are they just not clearing their forest out? Are they just not cutting fire lanes? I mean, what's going on out there? All the above. All the whenever above. Whenever we jump in, whenever we jump in, there's stuff on the ground that's been there forever. They don't do controlled burns like we like we do in Arkansas or do in other places. Hmm. Um, there's also not any fire lanes. Whenever we go in, that's what we did. The first thing we did was we cut, um, you know, we we cut fire fire lanes through. Um, then we'd start a, start a backfire. But, um, but no, nothing, nothing, nothing is taken care of over there. And Mm. then on top of all that, you have less and less, or we had less and less access to water. Uh, Um, there was a lot of times that stuff didn't get reported. Trucks would be sitting out there, um, protecting structures and then the hydrant would go dry and then nothing would happen. Yes. That stuff you know that stuff didn't didn't make didn't 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 make quote unquote the news right what did they so, just run out of water or like did you ever find out what happens when in that situation yes uh well the honestly the the hydrant just just yeah water quit coming out of the hydrant um on, we we never did as far as i know never got to the bottom of it right but yes wow. water 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 quit filling the trucks up Hmm. And then, and then we had to, you know, of course they had to back out and fire did it, did this thing. We went sure twenty miles down the road and tried to do another fire break. But you got, you've got, you've got multiple problems here, and a lot of it is driven by government policies. 
uh, government policies that don't properly manage uh, their forest. Uh, Chance, thanks for calling in, brother. That's some good insight there. I appreciate you calling in and listening to the show. So that was uh, Chance from Arkansas, a uh, firefighter and uh, fire jumper as well, meaning he used to jump out of airplanes. Yeah, Bobby, smoke that's eaters. Pretty, pretty impressive. Smoke eaters. Those are the hardcore cats right there, man. That's impressive. Uh, good to have his input. Yeah, thanks for his service, too. That's Absolutely. a lot of years uh, doing a lot of hard work that a lot of people won't do. Absolutely. And it's good to get good to get firsthand accounts, you know. Uh, I'm reading news stories and reading reporting and putting pieces of the puzzle together, but we get somebody like Chance to call in. Uh, he's been on the ground. He knows what he's doing, knows yep. what he's talking nice about. Nice getting affirmation and confirmation. Yeah. So um, you want to stop the wildfires in California, well, tell Gavin or Newsom to start cleaning his forest up. Tell him to start cleaning his forest up. Doing controlled burns. You know, we do controlled burns um, around this part of the country. Um, and it's safe. It's effective. Um, and very, very common. It's 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 not a not a not a novel idea to uh, control your your forest uh, so that things don't get out of control. So that's what's going on in California. Hey, um, um wanna remind you of a few things. Our AFA streaming platform is uh, up and running now. So if you go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net, you can do two things there, one of two things. You can uh, either create a free account or you can create a uh, subscription account. You can give a month uh, a donation of any amount or a monthly donation of any amount and become a great commission partner. And if you do that, so if you create the free account, you get access to limited content. You can watch all of our daily shows on AFR. Um, you can watch other content as well. But if you create a monthly donation to the ministry, then you can get access to everything on the streaming platform. You can get access to everything on the streaming platform. And one thing as well that we're doing in 2022, in addition to the live streaming launch, is we are going to begin add, adding more content. We're going to be adding more content, a little bit of uh, some third-party content uh, on the platform. So we're going to continue to build that library up there at AFA Streaming. So if you want to check that out, go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. We'll be back with you next week. And I want to hope and wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you next time on The Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.